The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. Uh, welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Ray Flores. We are we are broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Good day, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. Ray, are you there? <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Well, you know, uh, let me introduce you first, and then I want to chat it up about Suzanne Summers. So uh, Ray Flores is a leading health freedom attorney after graduating from UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles in the 1980s. He found his first calling in the natural products business, and he became an attorney in 2004 to protect health from being attacked by regulatory agencies, and he now serves as senior outside counsel and represents Children's Health Defense in several groundbreaking lawsuits. You can find him at childrenshealthdefense.org. And uh, over the weekend, or I guess it was yesterday, Suzanne Summers uh, passed. Uh, so we just wanted to say, I wanted to say, rest in peace. I know a lot of people have the same sentiment. And happy birthday. Today would have been her 77th birthday. And she was actually on One Life Radio in 2012 when she released her book, Bombshell. Mm. And so, you know, and I always, um, you know, as a kid, I remember when she was on Three's Company. And her what was her character's name? Chrissy, right? Chrissy. Chrissy. And I think uh, she's just, I don't know, just... She was epic mm-hmm. <laughs> in so many ways with the thigh master and all these things. And it's just sad to see her lose her battle with breast cancer. And just uh, so rest in peace and prayers to Suzanne Summers' soul and her memory. I think that she left with almost everybody, don't you think? A little bit. Yeah. Well, she was way ahead of her time, I think, anti-aging. And, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of things that are super popular now. Mm-hmm. She was talking about years ago. Yeah. Um, But we've got the top news and views of the week from the Defender Newsletter and childrenshealthdefense.org with Ray Flores. We have a lot of stories to cover today, Ray, and uh, a lot of them are really great. So it's good to have you with us always. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much. Very excited about today's show. Yeah, me too. And the first story headline reads, it's official. A lot of people already know this, but RFK Jr. is running for president as an independent. Ray, why did Robert F. Kennedy Jr. decide to run as an independent? And can you recap what he said in his historic two-hour speech in Philadelphia last week? Yes, I will. uh, Gladly. I think... uh, January 20th, 2025 is going to be America's greatest day, and that's going to be the day that he gets inaugurated uh, as president. I remember his uncle as president. I remember when his uncle died. Mm-hmm. I remember when his father died. I don't think America's ever healed completely, and I think it's time to bring him in with those Kennedy ideas that Kennedy wit. Just to give you an example, he said the Democrats are terrified that I'll spoil the election for President Biden. And the Republicans fear that I'll spoil it for President Trump. Mm -hmm. The truth is, they're both right. (laughs) No, no, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's that kind of uh, that that kind of oratory that he and his father and his uncle had that 
is so needed. I mean, you know, you know, he's not stumbling over his words like I am right now. And he's and he's not stumbling over the stairs. They showed him in Philadelphia running up the rocky stairs with the, oh, yeah. with the music and his hands up in the air. I think he even threw a couple of punches, you know. So we need that, really. Yeah. We need that vitality. I mean, his his uncle had that uh that federal exercise program, you know, to, to get everybody in shape. And 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 maybe he'll set a tone for all of us, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you and, know, and, and and to set a tone for independent thinking. Mm-hmm. In fact, I... he said that I'm announcing a new declaration of independence for the entire nation. To to essentially quote him, he said he declared independence from tribal thinking, big problem, from corporations that have hijacked our government to milk us for profit. From Wall Street, big tech, big pharma, big ag, the military contractors, and the lobbyists who now outnumber members of Congress 20 to 1 from mercenary media that forever urge us to hate our neighbors and fear our friends, and from cynical elites who betray our hope and amplify our division. Mm -hmm. And finally, he declared independence from the two political parties and the corrupt interests that dominate them. And the entire rigged system of rancor and rage, corruption and loss. It is destiny for him to occupy the White House. I agree. And I'm looking forward to all you and I being with him in uh, in Savannah in early November. Yes, in just a couple of weeks. And uh, and uh, maybe uh, maybe I mean you have to say maybe, but Washington D.C. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, one yeah, day even it, more so. Yeah, you and I'll yeah. be hanging out in the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> well, you know, we had the honor and pleasure of uh, actually shaking his hand not once but twice last week. I was at uh, two. I was at two fundraisers. One as a volunteer and one as a guest. And uh, Marie actually was with us as well. Uh, and uh, it, it was it was so. Wonderful to watch him speak both times. And the thing that is very clear to me as an American is that he's a true intellectual. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone more qualified in a very long time, in my lifetime anyway, to be in the Oval Office and serve the American people and shut down all of this corruption. And I do think that the DNC was uh, was trying to bring back the days of insider crony politics, right? And uh, that yeah. the DNC is trying to enact rules that made a mockery of the de- uh, Democratic primary by not even entertaining the thought of having a debate with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This way, as an independent, he will be on that stage, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he'll take on all comers, too, believe me. Yeah. He's a fighter. He's Irish. I'm oh, half he's Irish. Amazing. Yeah, he's in top <laughs> shape. His eyes were just beaming. Yeah. He was so resolute and, and firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great leader he shall be. I agree. And I love I've got some of his remarks uh, that uh, that were centered around the theme of independence. And you might have already said some of this, but he told the crowd, because I am independent of the big polluters, I will be able to clean up our soil and our water. Because I am independent of the corporations, I'll be able to unravel the capture of our federal agencies. I've been fighting corporate corruption and suing government agencies for 40 years. I know how they work and I know how to clean them up. Uh, He's uh, wow. Yeah, I know. Right. Powerful words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you have? What do you th- what do you think after you meeting him last week, uh, Marie, and um, listening to him speak as an American? What do you feel? 
I just I think that he he's educated. Oh yeah, big time. And also he doesn't he comes from a political family, but he also worked on the other side, like with environmental issues, kind of against government policies Uh that I think need to be changed. So I think he's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, we need a breath of fresh air. Oh my gosh, we do. We need change so bad. Uh, we really do. And so, uh, you know, I encourage you to go to Kennedy24.com and check out, uh, you know, what everything that he stands for. Anything else you want to say about this piece uh, before we move to the next one and go to break? Uh, Ray, we blew through uh, the first just, 15. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, just just read the article and watch his announcement. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. All right. So let's go to break. We'll be right back. More coming up with Ray Flores and the Children's Health Defense.org. I encourage you to go sign go and sign up for the Defender newsletter at Children's Health Defense.org. It's free, it's informative, it's great. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Oh, my gosh. I love, love, love this song. Jerry, are you trying to get me to sing? (laughs) Oh, very young. I love this. Oh, very young. What will you leave us this time? I just just have to let this play for a second. on this earth for a short while. Yeah. And though your dreams may toss and turn you now, they will vanish away like your dad's best. Do you love this song, Ray? 
<laughs> I, I do, and I love the soundtrack from Harold and Maude, too, oh, by the way. I don't know if you're familiar with yes, it, but yes. Cat Stevens is amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that oh, gosh. And oh, very young, yeah, yeah right? It, it is. Yeah. And we, we, we do need to pay attention to what we're doing to the generation, uh, uh, you know, ahead of us. Uh, and pay attention to what we're doing. And that's one of the reasons I love doing the show on Monday with childrenshealthdefense.org with Ray Flores. Ray Flores is a leading health freedom attorney. After graduating from UCLA, Los Angeles, uh, that's the University of California, Los Angeles, in the 1980s, he found his first calling in the natural products business. He became an attorney in 2004 to protect health from being attacked by regulatory agencies. And he now serves as senior outside counsel and represents Children's Health Defense in several groundbreaking lawsuits. You can find him at childrenshealthdefense.org. Okay, so this second headline from the most read news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter reads, CHD attorneys head to appeals court to stop dangerous COVID vaccines for children. So, Ray, what is the history of this lawsuit and how is the FDA involved? Well, sure. What the FDA did was they ignored, violated, and discarded its own laws and rules and marketed Pfizer's EUA shot to children as if it were a licensed biologic. Children's Health Defense was ahead of the curve in March, in May of 2021, trying to get the FDA to reconsider uh, whether or not you know an EUA was uh, appropriate for the experimental Pfizer uh, injection vaccine, whatever you want to call it. And on the 21st of August 2021, 23rd of August 2021, they denied our uh, petition at the at the very same time that they uh, licensed the unavailable community vaccine. Mm-hmm. So this uh, that was the bait and switch case that I worked on with Robert Barnes, and we actually uh, you know lost on standing. And then Mr. Barnes filed this case in Texas, in the Western District of Texas. Now, in the initial bait and switch case, we did not get the fifth of the Sixth Circuit to hear our our, our appeal, but this time the sixth, the Fifth Circuit is going to hear an appeal. It's going to be the week of January eighth of next of twenty twenty four, and it's exciting because you know it, it's all about premature approvals and authorizations, and 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 using Big Bird, you know, to market to oh, children and to, to to lie, you know, about you know. That that it that there is no real danger to children. There are available alternatives, and it's a, it, it it is a crime. And for example, in in Waco County, the consent form only requires that an adult sign the minor's consent paper. It does not require the signature of a parent. Unbelievable. So for the court to have dismissed the case based on standing when foster children can be vaccinated if the parents cannot be uh, found within three days or any 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 adult can consent to a minor being vaccinated in that county for the uh, and i and i honestly thought that the judge i I listened to the argument mr barnes did an amazing job and i was i was shocked when he came down with the ruling that it that that the case was dismissed based on standing when we I'm convinced that standing was easily proved, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why they're taking it up for oral argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Barnes is going to do an amazing job. I don't know if you know who Robert Barnes is, but he's a, a great, great attorney. Wow. 
you'd have to be to tackle this. <laughs> I mean, it's very complicated, and it just it gets more complicated as time goes by, and and there's just so much, so many arms and legs to this to this lawsuit, right? And so, what speaking of, what is the Administrative Procedure Act? Um, and uh, what did the FDA, how, or how did the FDA violate this act? Sure. Well, they're an administrative agency, the FDA, so they need to follow the Administrative Procedures Act. And they have to give an interested person the right to petition for the issuance, amendment, or repeal of a rule. So we filed that citizen petition back in May of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then it, they also require, APA also requires that an agency action uh, be uh, within a reasonable time provide provide for judicial review to compel agency action uh, unreasonably delayed or unlawfully withheld. So, in other words, because they should not have granted the EUA for those those vaccines to to children, to, mm-hmm. to six month olds, to five year olds, and to five to eleven year olds, uh, they violated their own procedures. And the FDA is basically saying that they're above the law, that they can't be second-guessed, especially during an emergency. And it's uh, it's horrible. Yeah. And they want to declare the courts powerless. They want the court to declare itself powerless, mm-hmm. which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. And there's the, you know, you said EA, uh, the EUA, emergency use authorization. That in itself... Uh, ba- how do I want to say this? In these times when there's so much corruption and lying going on, the the e the EUA or emergency use authorization should should be out the window. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there is no real emergency. No, in my opinion, because this is no deadlier than any other well, any there, other flu or well, any common cold. Yeah, and we're going to be. And there are alternatives available. Yes, like um, like uh, hydrochloroquine and ivermectin, yeah. and right. they demonized. We're going to be talking about it, and there's a story. There's a story in the Defender newsletter about that in particular, and it's just like so. It's just so corrupt what they've done. It really is, and and I think because it's so complicated, a lot of people don't understand it because you have to really you have to really put a lot of time into understanding what's going on. I think. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think, Marie? I Well, just my own personal experience, it's gotten to the point where it's so confusing. Yeah, because it I'm, is. I know several of my family members who have COVID right now or had it in the past month or so. Um, you know, you don't really know. They give you mixed information Can you, if, when you can go out or when you, how long you should stay in. And no, but nobody's dying from it. Mm-hmm. And so what's the difference between now and two years ago when it was so deadly, I guess? I just, is well, it this, it's not the same? Do we have immunity? It's mm-hmm. all just all over the map, if you ask me. Yeah. Ray, what do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, an EUA can only be granted if there's no other alternative available. And there was an alternative available that was right. hydroxychloroquine or uh-huh. ivermectin. And not only that, by licensing the community but not making it available, then right. they continued the EUA at the same time uh, because they did not make the licensed product available. And that, therefore, that, that's where the word bait and switch that Mary Holland coined mm-hmm. uh, came from. And I think it's a, a, a great line, too. It's a mantra in a sense to repeat it over and over again because it gives power to the word. Well, yeah. And, it, and it, tru- it truthfully shows what they did. 
Well, that's that's the I mean, bait and switch. That's a that's something very common in a lot of a lot of court battles, right? Where they bait and switch. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. You promise one thing and you hand yeah. over another. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this particular thing? And do we have hope that this is going to get turned around? A, a lot, actually, because it's in the Fifth Circuit, and I think that the the, the district court was really ready to to side with us. But for some reason, at the last minute, did not. So hopefully then the Fifth Circuit will. Mm-hmm. Something I've wanted to share that I read a couple of weeks ago. I've been carrying it around in my briefcase. But it says the journal declines to retract studies suggesting negative COVID vaccine effectiveness. Scientific journal The uh, Curious is rejecting a request to retract a study that found people who received a COVID-19 booster were more likely to become infected when compared to unvaccinated people. Analyzing numbers from California's prison system, a research group found that those who received one of the bivalent uh, boosters had a higher infection rate than people who have never received a dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. And this is in quotes that we have determined that there is no basis for retraction and therefore, therefore it will remain published. Uh, Graham Parker Finger, Director of Publishing and Customer Success uh, for Curious, told the Epic Times via email. And I just, there's just so much going on, but I wanted to get that out because I just want people to know. I want them to be informed. So, yeah. Let's move to the next headline. Uh, So the next top headline from the Defender newsletter reads, chronic poisoning of children is one of the greatest crimes of our times. Ray, how are we poisoning our children? And what do other countries, such as France, feed their school children? Well, there's 80,000 approved pesticides that they can add to, to, you know, to, to crops and hundreds every year that are being added. So, and there are no studies to show whether or not any of this stuff is safe and what the long-term effects are and what the effects are on the central nervous system because a lot of those a lot of those pesticides affect the central nervous system of the pests that they're trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as other countries go, yeah, uh, in France they have to have 20% of their, uh, their food has to be uh, organic, which is a, a step forward. But I don't really believe that um, that that you know it's a that big a deal because it's also about it's also about whether or not they are um, injecting the children with vaccines, mm-hmm. you know, which is a real problem too. And so it talks about one thing, but it doesn't talk about everything, and that to me is is kind of a problem. Well, yeah, and all the all of the glyphosate uh, that's uh, the, the the glyphosate-based herbicides um, that are in the foods and all the wheat and the oil. I'm looking at a typical school lunch in France, and it's fresh fruit, not canned fruit, a beet yeah, right. salad, you guys, and uh, cheese and baguette and chicken scallop, uh, green peas, and water. No soda. No no. Uh, you know. Gatorade or whatever it is, uh, sodas, Diet Coke, whatever they feed. I don't know what they um, what they give children in regular schools, but I can sure assure you that it's probably got a lot of high fructose corn syrup in it. Agreed? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, I mean, they are closer to the vine over there, which is a big deal. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like they're doing backflips in California whenever they have, uh, you know, an organic offering on the on the school menu. But they don't talk about the 33 doses of vaccines you have mm-hmm. to you have to take in order to go there and eat that salad. So. Yeah. 
well, you know, it's 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 short sighted, but at least they're raising uh, the point to raise awareness. But it's incomplete, in my opinion. It's not a Defender article. It was initially published in GMO Science, which yeah. gives you an indication of the that they're probably scared to death of mentioning vaccine. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much to know. Um, and I, I, you know, Stephanie Seneff, I know you know her PhD. She wrote the book Toxic Legacy, uh, which has got right. so much information about it, about food and studies. She's a MIT graduate. I think she's got two degrees from MIT, two or three. Um, one of the most right. intelligent doctors that we've ever had on the show. But she speaks at length about it and is very passionate about stopping the GMOs and the vaccines and all these things that are injuring our children. There's just too much. It's too much. And they're paying a, a hefty price. Um, we're going to go to yeah. break. We have, okay. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Go ahead. I was just going to say it says in the article that it's one of the greatest crimes uh, to our school children. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. <laughs> there are so one many. Yeah, it's crazy what's going on in the world. But uh, we'll be right back. More coming up with Ray Flores and the Children's Health Defense.org. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the Earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the Earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com. For your heart, for your health. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at OneLifeRadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Ray Flores. He is a leading health freedom attorney. After graduating from UCLA, Los Angeles in the 1980s, he found his first calling in the natural products business. He became an attorney in 2004 to protect health from being attacked by regula regulatory agencies. He now serves as senior outside counsel and represents Children's Health Defense in several groundbreaking lawsuits. You can find uh, Ray Flores at childrenshealthdefense.org. We are going over the top news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter. I encourage you to sign up for it. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org and you'll get all these stories in your mailbox every Sunday morning. So the fourth headline from the Defender newsletter reads, Victory, New York State Court upholds ruling that struck down COVID vaccine mandates for health workers. Ray, this is fantastic news. Can you tell our audience why? 
Yes, this is a state uh, Supreme Court case, which basically means that the lower court case that Sujata Gibson brought, and then the New York State tried to uh, bring it to the appellate division to have it uh, reviewed and vacated, and they were unsuccessful, which is great news. They weren't giving religious exemptions uh, to healthcare workers, and there were 36,000 healthcare workers affected by this. And so to me, this is big news because even though they no longer mandate the vaccines for healthcare, the lower court's uh, decision, the injunction was allowed to stand. It did not get mooted out, Mm -hmm. which is the goal lately. And that's what happened in the CDC mask transportation, you know, for transportation case when Leslie Mnookin, uh, Health Freedom Defense Fund, was successful in getting an injunction. Mm -hmm. But then the 11th Circuit vacated the ruling uh, after the mask mandate disappeared. And the same thing is poised to happen in the the medical censorship cases here in in California since they vacated that law as well. And also the Supreme Court is uh, holding a conference to decide whether or not they're going to vacate uh, medical freedoms, uh, the feds for medical freedoms, a victory against the Biden administration for the uh, for the federal contractor vaccine mandate. And according to their attorney, Trent McCotter, he said the Supreme, the courts, not the Supreme Court, the courts are trying to erase uh, circuit court losses from the books mm-hmm. and endorse a heads we win, tails you get vacated uh, policy. And it's way too easy for the government to litigate all the way through lose and then send the whole thing down the memory hole like it never happened. Mm -hmm. That's according to Trent McCotter. So fortunately, unless it goes to the New York State Court of Appeals, this ruling will remain as good case president, which is great. Yeah. In this article, uh, and then we'll move on to the next one, CHD President Mary Holland told the Defender, this president will serve us in the future if business or government consider uh, new vaccine mandates. So that is awesome, and I'm so glad for the victory. Um, we'll move on. We will move on to the next story uh, briefly. The next headline reads, uh, gl- uh, glyphosate, 2-4-D herbicides linked to worse brain function in teens. We talked a little bit about glyphosate a minute ago. Ray, who led this research study, and what did they find? Uh well, you got me there on who led the research study. I do apologize. I don't have that right in front of my notes. Oh, that's right okay. Here. Oh, it's, uh, it's from the University of San Diego. Okay. And it was uh, uh, Dr. Suarez who, uh, who brought the, uh, the, the, the facts to, 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 the, to the fore. And he said little is known about the safety and long-term effects on humans of these chemicals. Mm-hmm. And so additional research is needed to fully understand the impact. And I really think he is on to something. And the other thing I learned is that Monsanto is not only is not the only glyphosate. There are several companies that make it. Which uh, and, there, and one 2007 report showed that 200 million pounds per year are sprayed in the U.S. Wow. That's, when <laughs> that's will we learn? Like when will we learn? It's like we poison. <laughs> We poison, we get sued, we stop. We poison, we get sued, we stop. Um, but, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, good thing that there, that there are people like you and Children's Health Defense out there, you know, watching for all of this and trying to protect, you know, our future, our children. Uh, the next story uh, involves the FDA as well. The sixth headline from the Defender newsletter reads, 
FDA stonewalls CHDs, or that's a Children's Health Defense, request for analysis of COVID vaccine safety study again. So, Ray, why is the FDA delaying or blocking the progress discovery in such critical safety data regarding COVID-19 vaccines? And how are they getting away with that? And why are they doing it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's because we're over the target. And, uh, <laughs> and they have identified 150 responsive documents, and they don't want to turn them over. And they want, they want another 18 months to get back to the court to determine what the production schedule is going to be. Now, if you only have 150 responsive documents, I mean, how hard would it be to just, you know, flip the button and send it over? But mm-hmm. I think they want to make sure that everything is redacted to all get out and nothing will be left. And uh, this is my case. I'm working on this with attorney Risa Evans. Oh, wow. So hopefully, uh, you know, the, since the FDA maintains uh, safety data and there's been over 1.5 million adverse events following the receipt of a COVID injunction reported to VAERS, you think that um, that they'd want to be a little more forthcoming or that they're going to bow down to the pressure that we put on them. But it takes it takes awareness to put that pressure on them. So mm-hmm. Let's hope we have a, a few FOIA cases uh, active right now, two against the FDA. Oh, yeah. And so there's another one that they're moving to stay right now. They want to they want also want another 18 months just to let the court know what their schedule could be. And they, that doesn't mean 18 months to turn it over. That means 18 months to pause it and then reevaluate, which yeah. is not cool. Well, you know, we had Dr. Malone on the on the show with us last week, and it was oh, wow. uh, it was uh, stunning and alarming uh, what he said, and it reiterates what he what he wrote in his book. Um, got right. lies that our government told us, but uh, right. I'm looking at the transcript here where I asked him about. Uh, I said, Dr. Malone, what else would you like our listeners to know about the COVID-19 vaccines and potential injury or damage? From them on the heart, he replied, well, during the break, you were talking about the sudden death and the work of Ed Dowd and so many others all over the world now are documenting access, all death mortality. uh, And that is a big bunch of words. But what it means is that normally people die at a certain rate and we are seeing more people dying that we would normally predict. Well, the answer is yes. And that the big problem for the insurance companies uh, Uh, And it's a big problem for the insurance companies because these people that are dying suddenly and unexpectedly at large, you know, numbers greater than they should be, according to insurance uh, actuarials, uh, uh, tables, actuarial tables, um, developed over decades. That means that we're taking a financial hit because they're having to pay out on death and disability claims, and it goes on and on. And then I asked them at one point, is the vaccine safe? Uh, and should we continue to use it? And he basically said, no, we should not. It should be removed from the market. And so what do you say to that? And why are we continuing? Why does the FDA and the CDC continue the rhetoric or the narrative that they are safe and effective when we know that they're not, they're neither? Well, they're just pushing it too far because they've gotten away with it this far. But, I mean, less than 2% of the people have taken the latest booster. So I think people have had enough. And I don't know if you watched the football game last night, but they hauled some other guy off the field. <gasps> no. Claiming it was a neck injury, and he was just laying there. And he was his legs were still moving after a very minor hit. 
you know, he's got all kinds of padding and protection on it, and he's laying flat on the ground. What team? And then they show that DeMar Hamlin, who hasn't played any games at all this season, uh-huh. he's been benched, you know, or yeah. been benched essentially for five games, and they show him, and then the look on everybody's face is like, we done been had, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that sums up the feeling of most Americans right yeah. now, or many Americans. Mm-hmm. Not enough Americans, unfortunately, but enough. Yeah. I didn't get to watch much football yesterday. Unfortunately, I did catch the last two minutes of the Bills game. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, right. A nail biter, yeah. and they did win. Uh, Jerry's giving. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, come on. Uh, but you know, yeah, uh, what, 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 right. I, I love, I love the, the fight, right? And the, and, yeah, and yeah. I do. I love watching football. It's just, it's a lot like life. And so, um, uh, Jerry is right. giving me the signal to go to break. So we're going to break. We'll be right back. Right. More coming up with Ray Flores and the Children's Health Defense you're listening to one life radio make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com in the fight against corruption together we are stronger join me at the children's health defense second annual conference rise and resist in savannah georgia november 3rd through the 5th and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma big government Big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on Leave. Join the fight and remember people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and myself, Bernadette Biaschetti, along with Ray Flores. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're going over the top news and views of the week from the Defender Newsletter and the Children's Health Defense.org with Ray Flores. We are on story number seven, the next Defender Newsletter headline reads, Surveilling Kids at School is a $3.1 billion industry, and it's making kids anxious and scared. Ray, what did this big tech news piece written by Brenda Bellati, Ph.D., report? Yes, what they're talking about here is that due to the COVID pandemic and increased school shootings, a $3.1 billion educational technology 
surveillance industry has scored big profits. Mm. And they claim that the digital tools, including video cameras, facial recognition, AI, and the behavior detection technology, which is scary, you know, judging you by what kind of face you're making, uh, will prevent bullying, self-harm, and school violence. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has some great quotes from my friend, colleague, fellow UCLA geography graduate Greg, Greg Glazer, who is also one of our attorneys, along with Scott McCulloch and uh, Miriam Eckenfeld-Garcia, who are heading up this whole smart city surveillance state program and effort to make sure that this raises awareness. And what it, it does is it convinces people that they should be scared. And then because they're scared, they should give up all their lives. So mm-hmm. it's just same time, same station. We're going to see more of it in the coming years. Yeah, there's there's so much to know, as we say all the time here on the air. Okay, so uh, we've got three more stories, and I know that you want to uh, spend a little time on this one. The next story headline <clears throat> from the Defender newsletter reads, Epitome of Kangaroo Court Lawsuit Targets COVID Vaccine Injury Compensation Program Liability for Vaccine Makers. Ray, who filed this lawsuit? Who does the lawsuit name, and why are they challenging? Okay, so Aaron. Or what are they challenging? Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're challenging the Prep Act and the CSIP program, saying that it's it's unconstitutional. Aaron Siri is, I believe, the main attorney on this case, uh, who's uh, bringing in on behalf of certain plaintiffs and React 19, which is Redressen's organization. But they're alleging that the the Prep violates the constitutional rights of the injured, which is absolutely true. But oh yeah, these. This case is a new angle on the vaccine injury because what they're doing is they're challenging whether or not they're, they're going outside of PrEP and just taking it to a court that, you know, is not necessarily one available for a, for a vaccine injury. And they're just trying to say, look, forget everything that the PrEP Act says. We're bringing it to this court. Declare the PrEP Act unconstitutional and give us relief. Mm-hmm. And in the Brilliant. 20 years or so that, yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah. In the 20 years or so that uh, PrEP has been around, there's only been one lawsuit filed properly Mm. in uh, D.C. District Court. Mm. And that's mine. That's the Watts versus the Department of Defense case. So it's almost an impossible hurdle. And so what they're trying to do, rather than slug it out uphill in D.C. court, they're challenging it on the constitutionality, hoping that the Western District of Louisiana uh, Monroe Division Mm-hmm. which incidentally is more popular than Studio 54 in its heyday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. I, I, and they're hoping they'll rule it's unconstitutional. It's a bit of a long shot, but the odds are strengthened well, I by think the quality that, of the work. Yeah, that, uh, that uh, uh, Mr. Glazer makes a great point that pharmaceutical companies have no financial incentive to actually improve their injections and make them safe. There's no liability. It's, it's just insane when you think about how it even happened. You know, when you go back to that uh, 1986, it's like, I, I, you know, I get upset about it. I, I, I question, you know, what was President, former President Ronald Reagan thinking when he signed that? I know they, they coupled it along with some stuff that sounded really, oh, well, that's a good thing and that's a good thing. But this is a very bad thing. We cannot let corporations get away with, with injuring children, injuring people, but especially children, and have zero liability as a result. It's, it just doesn't even make sense. It's insane. 
Yeah, and the PrEP Act is way worse than the 86 Act. Right, The right. PrEP Act is the 86 Act on, on steroids. steroids. Yes, thank you. Right. Yes. So, oh, wow. Right. And so the idea that they're challenging it is something that we've been discussing for the last three years. Yeah. And somebody finally brought a strong enough case. Mm-hmm. to, um, you know, that at least it's making a colorable argument of why it should be discarded. But it's, it's going to be hard to convince a federal court to go against federal law to say that they have jurisdiction when the federal law says that they don't. So that's it, the challenge. And isn't there some sort of federal law, like in the 10th Amendment? Let me see. I think I pulled this. I, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer. I'm obsessed with the law, except I <laughs> never had time to really study it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretend lawyer here, but it's got something to do with the 10th Amendment and the Bill of Rights and federal law and the, and, and the state's uh, rights. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I do. And so what, what it is, is because state rights or state laws are, are superseded by the PREP Act, you know, all the traditional uh, remedies for uh, injuries for product liability are taken away. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what they're trying to get at with that mm-hmm. is to say, look, how can you take away uh, negligence, product liability, failure to warn, exactly. uh, you know, poor, poor manufacturing practices and then and then make up a law like this where you got to jump through every hoop so bad that only one case has ever been brought in 20 years. Mm-hmm. ever, ever. It's, yeah, Because yeah. It's, it's easier to prove murder than it is to prove willful misconduct yeah. under the PrEP Act. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, so we've got two more stories in about two minutes or less, but the next headline from the Defender newsletter in the Children's Health Defense.org uh, reads, Despite massive lack of safety, da- safety data, EPA wants to approve biopesticide to kill potato beetles. So, Ray, if pesticide experts are saying that there uh, is insufficient data to show that this biopesticide is safe, why would the EPA be so hasty in their decision to give this pesticide the green light for usage in our beloved potatoes? I love my potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like Mr. Kennedy said in his speech on Monday. Is these agencies are captured, and that's probably the main reason why they're going ahead and, and greenlighting all these, uh, these pesticides without sufficient uh, long-term safety studies. And now we're talking about RNA nanotechnology. How can you tell me that that's not a bioweapon? You know? Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I mean, I pulled this article about, and it's, and I know this because the book Bugged, The Insects Who Rule the World and the People Obsessed with Them by David McNeil. Uh, but right. w- without bugs, we might all be dead. You know, we, we might. There's 1.4 billion insects per person on this planet, and we need almost every one of them, so he says. So I'm completely against it. I hope that... Uh, the EPA uh, comes to their senses and realizes, again, you know, these pesticides, these herbicides are so bad for us. There has to be a better way. Um, and um, we're on the last story. About, what did you want to say, Marie? Uh, I just found an article that says that the EPA, the EPA passes most of the pesticides they do get through with a conditional registration kind of side thing. So not sure what that means. It but. means that they do it. On, they approve them on a conditional basis mm. without doing the studies they need to do yeah that's not good um the last story uh ray did you have any comment to that <laughs> Sounds familiar. well yeah i mean they green light everything yeah i know much. right i know yeah that's yeah. the problem they're captured yeah. agencies unfortunately yeah absolutely okay so the final story and i know we're going to hear the music in just a second yes treating covid patients with hydrochloroquine or chloroquine what is the right pronu- what is the right pronunciation is it chloroquine or chloroquine it's right. hydroxychloroquine. Quinn. Okay, that's what I thought. I've heard it pronounced both ways. 
can save lives. It can save lives, everyone. This is a, an, a, a, a fantastic study uh, that you need to read at the Children's Health Defense.org. Uh, and it does, it, it, they've got statistical uh, research that it saves lives, and it was done during the pandemic um, by the, who did this in Belgium? They did it in Belgium, right, uh, Ray? Yes, that's right. Yeah. All right. Phew. I'm all <laughs> jacked up. I need to take a breath and get off the air. Uh, I just wanted to say this, you know, uh, that we are with you, Robert Francis Kennedy, independent thinkers, independent people. Let's reclaim our independence here in America. Here, here? Yep. Here, <laughs> here. All right, everyone. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Take care of it.